Welcome to Bible Platform, a half-hour radio broadcast ministry with Reverend Hansen Metal, the General Overseer of Christian Worship Center. Stay tuned and you will be blessed. Praise the Lord and glory be to his name. Today I'm going to continue my series on the God of the Bible. Almighty God, we thank you for such a great privilege that among those who have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, we are numbered. It's such a greater joy to serve you and to serve your people. I pray that you give me utterance and give my ears understanding as we share your word today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. It's always a joy to be with you on Bible Platform. And as I said today, we're going to go into the Word of God once again, and we are going to look at another aspect of the nature of God. And this time, we're going to talk about God of the Bible as the God of truth, as the God of truth. The scripture is very clear, very unambiguous in one thing, that there's a clear dividing line between God and the devil and his agents. There are true forces running route in the universe. The power of light and the power of darkness. The power of light is a reflection of the presence of our God and of his Christ. Anything contrary is a lie. So we're going to look at the God of the Bible in this context today. Keeping at the back of our mind that Satan and his demons thrive on lies. They thrive on deception. They run counter to God and the truth of God's word. Now let me begin by Deuteronomy chapter 32, the verse number 4. Deuteronomy 32, verse 4. The King James Version reads, He is the rock. Now this is in reference to the God of the Bible. He is the rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are judgment. A God of truth. For all his ways are judgment. A God of truth, without iniquity, just and right is he. Praise God. This is the God of the Bible, the Holy Bible. Scripture says in Deuteronomy 32, 4, that he is a God of truth and without iniquity. Just and right is he. There should be no doubt in your mind. When you lift up your eye or you lift up your voice in prayer and you address the God of heaven, the creator of the universe, who has revealed himself to us through his son Jesus Christ. And a well-documented evidence of all that we have, we are, and will be. When you lift up your voice unto him, there should be no doubt in your mind that you are dealing with the God of truth. He never lies. He never says something and takes it back because he made a mistake. Is in sharp contrast to the devil who would love to see you fail, to see you suffer, to see you in shame and his disgrace. Everything God allows in your life, every dealings of God with us, is premised on truth. Jesus could have told us that once he's been here, life was just going to be, or is just going to be roller coaster, cool and easy. But being firm on the truth, he told us that in this life, in this life, we shall have tribulation. There is a better world that is coming. And it is only in that world that things will change for the better. 
Thank God for the promise. And thank God for his truth. That when we go through the fire, he will be there. When we go through the waters, he will be there. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Now let's read something from John 8.44. You belong to your father, the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desire. Now Jesus was addressing the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Herodians and all the sects who had ganged up against him and who were just like wounded lions. I mean, they just were after his blood. And Jesus looked at them because they couldn't face the truth, the truth that he is. And Jesus looked at them and said, you belong to your father, the devil. Now, sometimes I hear people say, when you say Jesus Christ is the son of God, does it mean God had a relationship with a woman and then they give birth to Jesus Christ? Bible language is something that if you want to understand, you have to be a student of the word. Now, when Jesus said, you belong to your father, the devil, does it mean the devil had a relationship with a woman and gave her to these people? That's for another day. Think about it. Let me come back on track. But Jesus said, you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. This is where I want us to take note of. Not holding to the truth. He was talking about the devil. When he lies, that when he tells a lie, he speaks his native language. So the devil has a language. The language of the devil is lies. Friends, beloved ones, we have adulterated this gospel to the extent that sometimes we exchange the lie for the truth. But I believe that we are entering into a new phase of life when the revival that is coming will bring the church back to basics, to truth. And we better brace ourselves up for it. This is what Jesus said. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. Speaking about the devil. He said when he lies, he speaks his native language. Some of us have been so used to telling lies. That is, they have become part of us. That we have aligned ourselves with the devil and telling lies has become our native language. Some of us just specialize in destroying people. We will say anything and everything to ensure that we really paint a bad picture about them. Some of us can't take it when others are making it. The only way we feel good about ourselves is by destroying somebody's reputation. When you walk in that kind of life, or you live that kind of life, what the scripture is saying, and what Jesus said to these people, applies to you. You come under the influence of the devil. You become a child of the devil. Not my word, Bible, scripture. And then when you tell lies, you speak your normal language. You can never speak the truth. Everything that you need in life, you go after it, well armed with lies. You walk your way through life, hinging on lies. So it gets to a point that even when the Holy Spirit is convicting you, you say to yourself, then how can I live? Because you know to live life only on one condition, telling lies. But friend, it's a bondage that can be broken when you yield to Jesus Christ. When you yield to the Spirit of God. When you submit to the God of the Holy Bible. Otherwise, what Jesus is saying here is that when, when the devil speaks a lie, he speaks his native language, 
for he is a liar and the father of lies. So the lies that you tell has a source. It comes from the devil. It comes from the devil. And so as long as you live that, this kind of life consistently, not clinging to the truth, you become a channel of demonic spirits. And that's not what God has planned for you. When you stand for the truth, you are likely to lose certain things. But life is not about gaining everything. Otherwise, Jesus would not have said, seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness. There are priorities. And our priority must be to be in sync with the truth of God's word. To live lives that will glorify the Lord. Otherwise, Jesus would have said, what should he profit a man when he gets the whole world and loses his own soul? The soul is very important. And if you walk this life, I mean, living a lie, everywhere you turn, every twist and turn, you have something up your sleeve to deceive. So you can have your way. Your conscience is seared. Your heart is corrupted. You simply don't want to yield to the Holy Spirit to do something about it. Because you think you is you. And you're not prepared for the power of God to transform you, to help you. You are heading to a serious danger and damnation. And I believe that God has sent me your way. To throw light on your path. So that at least you will say to the Holy Spirit, I need your help to live a life of truth and integrity. It pays. Today I call on every child of God under the sound of my voice to know this one thing. That the God of the Holy Bible is a God of truth. And we can only serve him acceptably. We can serve him acceptably. Now, note the emphasis. We can serve God, but whether what we are rendering to him as a service is acceptable or not, demands our aligning ourselves with the truth. So here I want you, beloved brethren, to agree with me, to walk with me in this path of serving God acceptably. Because unless we do that, our confession of faith in Christ does not line up with what God expects of us relative to truth and integrity. Now let me take you to the book of Joshua chapter 24 verse 14. Joshua chapter 24 verse 14. Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. The service is good. The service is good. But what is the motive? What is the reason? How does the act hard up and align itself with the heart? Very important. Let me read the scripture again, Joshua 24, 14a. Now therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. Everything we do for God, for humanity, must be bathed in sincerity and in truth. Don't go by biting a brother, destroying somebody's image. You meet the person a few minutes, a few hours, maybe a few days later, then you put on a smile and say, praise the Lord, brother. Praise the Lord, sister. Meanwhile, a few hours ago, a few days ago, you were just destroying, painting him black. Nobody may know, but one thing I want to call your attention to, that there are two key players in the spirit realm. Who we cannot hide anything from. God and the devil. So if you are a liar. 
you may think you are smart. But I came to announce to you today that you may outwit every human being, but God knows you for who you are. The devil knows you for who you are. And if there is any decision you have to take for your own good, it is to decide to take a step on the side of truth. Like I said, it will help you. It will save you. What you don't have, you don't have. You are not in competition with anyone. There is no issue about trying to impress other people. And so you claim to be what you are not. One day, your lies will catch up with you. And what an embarrassment and a shame it will be. You are listening to The Bible Platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. Don't go away. We will be right back. Tune in to the Bible Platform with Reverend Hanson Metal this and every Tuesday from 5 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. on Sunny 88.7 FM and your life will never be the same again. God bless you. Welcome back. The message continues. John 4. John chapter number 4, the verses 23 and 24. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers, that means they are false worshippers, yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. In other words, God is not excited about the church being packed to capacity and everybody living a lie. In the midst of all the, the crowd and the cheers, God says, I am looking for true worshipers. And this is my standard for picking up the true worshipers. They are those who worship in spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth. So, you see, the issue is this. You can, you can speak in tongues more than anyone else, like Paul said. But Paul said, if I don't do it with love, I'm nothing. Now, you ask yourself, where is the connection between love and truth? Simple. You can love and still live a lie. If you're, you, 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 you have a family, listen to me, whether it be your children, your wife, your husband, whoever, that you are, you are relating to. If you really love that person with a God kind of love, deceiving that person, telling a lie, will not be part of your agenda. Love simply will not let you live a lie. Love and truth are married. It's inseparable. Think about that. Think about that. So you may be great, indeed very great in performing worship, not the word performing, but if you don't leave the truth of the gospel, you have no place with God. Men may hail you. Men may cheer you. But you have no place with God. In First Samuel chapter 12, verse 24, it says something that adds up to this important principle we're looking at. First Samuel chapter 2, 24. Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart. You see, a truthful person does not have a divided heart. 
Let me repeat that. A truthful person does not have a divided heart. Truthful person is loyal, is committed, his heart is in one place, undivided and unadulterated. So if you are a child of God and you are serving the Lord, kudos to you. But please do it in truth with all your heart. Don't say one thing and manifest another thing. Walk the talk. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Amen. I want to show you something. When God blessed King David, God told King David that the blessing will have a condition attached to it. If the generations of his children and his children's children after him were going to walk in the truth, they're going to experience perpetuity. It's going to be a generational dynasty. If they falter, the promise, the blessing, the covenant will be affected. And I found that very, very interesting. And I want to read just a portion of it for our learning and for application. In 1 Kings chapter 2 verse 4. 1 Kings chapter 2 verse 4. It says, That the Lord may continue his word, which he spake concerning me, saying, David was talking, and says that, That the Lord may continue his word, which he spake concerning me, saying, If thy children take heed to their way, to walk before me in truth, to walk before me in truth with all their heart and with all their soul, there shall not fail thee, said he, a man on the throne of Israel. Now, a simple, a simple interpretation of this scripture tells us that there is a condition attached to the generational blessing that was pronounced and that David, before he left the earth, referred to. And he was mindful of the condition that his children, to be able to walk in the blessing, in the fullness of the blessing, must make sure that they walk before the Lord in truth. Child of God, we cannot arrogate to ourselves power or the audacity to be claiming the blessings of God in the Bible. We know all the promises, but we neglect the conditions. God doesn't work that way. And so, very kids, it's very important that as we meditate on the word of God today, we commit ourselves to living the truth. Because if our God is a God of truth and our God indwells us by his spirit, we're going to look at in a jiffy, then I'm afraid we have no option. We have no other choice than to make sure that we are known by what we confess, by our deeds, the truth. This God of truth that I'm talking to you about is the same God who walked and lived among men as Jesus Christ. Same God, born of the Virgin Mary, died under Pontius Pilate, rose on the third day, ascended into heaven, seated at the right hand of glory. Our soon coming King, hallelujah to the Lamb of God. John 8.32 You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Who is the truth? Pilate asks, what is truth? John 14 says, Jesus answered. Bible says, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth. Now, I like the emphasis. Anytime Jesus is speaking, he doesn't say, I am a way, I am a truth. Then that means there are other ways. And I've seen believers who believe that there are other ways of getting to God. There is no other way. Otherwise, my faith in Christ collapses immediately. And I become a compromiser. 
and denier of the truth. The truth of the matter is that Jesus Christ is the way. In other words, he is the only way to heaven. He is the only way. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. So it's the door. There are no windows anyway. You walk through him and you get to the Father. You denounce him, you stay outside. The flood will take you away. But I pray for you and I pray for myself that we commit ourselves to yielding to Christ because he is the truth, because he is God. Let's move on now. Now let's look at the Holy Spirit. He is the truth personified because he is God. Are we talking about two gods, three gods? No. One God in three manifestations. It's like water. I've told you already. If you take water and put it in the, in the freezer, it freezes into ice block. But it is the same. If you put it on fire, it becomes vapor. It is the same in essence and in substance. Amen? And it's a mystery, you see. We can't understand everything fully about God. The Bible said, all we see is in part. All we know is in part. But when we see him as he is, then we will know to the fullest. But for now, that which is sufficient for us to know him, to serve him, to love him, and to just walk with him, is what has been revealed to us. John 15, 26 but when the comforter is come. Now I want you to listen to this one very carefully before I round up. Because I hear some people say that the comforter is somebody. And the comforter is not somebody. The comforter is spirit. Is the Holy Spirit. Spirits are not human beings. Human beings are spirits that live in human body. But the Holy Spirit. Excuse me that. The Holy Spirit. That's why he is qualified with the word holy. The Holy Spirit is spirit, is God. So John 15, 26. But when the comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father. See the combination here. The Holy Spirit is not coming on his own volition. He was going to be sent by Jesus. Authority figure. But when the comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the spirit of truth, which proceeds from the Father. So the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. And that's why Jesus continued to say in John 16, 13, that the, when the Spirit comes, it will lead us into all truth. You can't say I have the Holy Spirit and still be, be wobbling in, in doubt and unbelief and lies. John 16, 13. But when the spirit of truth comes, it will guide you into all truth. It will not speak on its own. It will speak only what he hears, and it will tell you what is yet to come. Praise the name of the Lord. I pray that the Lord will just ignite in you a spirit of truth. The word is so corrupted. We don't even know where we are going right now. But let me end on this note. Your position in Christ determines which side of the line you stand, either for truth or for error. Second Corinthians 13, 8, For we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. This is the word of God for today. Your friend Pastor Hansen better saying bye for now. And may God help you and help me and help all of us to pursue truth, to abhor corruption, and to reject the lie. Jesus Christ is the truth.
God bless you. Come your way again next week, God willing. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening to Bible Platform. For questions, prayers, and counseling, contact Reverend Metal on 0244-239024-0244-239024. Thank you for listening. Tune in same time next week. God bless you. Your